Fracture prints your digital photos directly onto glass, making your favorite moments come alive in vivid color. Hand-assembled in the USA, Fracture glass prints are a unique and beautiful way to display and share your favorite moments. Simply upload your photo at FractureMe.com, select your size, and your glass print will be shipped to you, ready to hang with just one screw. Use code POD15 to get 15% off your order today. That's code POD15 at FractureMe.com. Welcome to The Sports Angle with your host, Rocco Kelly. Brought to you every day from Amp.TV. And thanks for listening on KIOF 97.9 Las Vegas Public Radio.org and WIRB Talk 1490. Follow the show right now and join the conversation at The Sports Angle. And now, here's your host, Rocco Kelly. Rocco Kelly here, host of The Sports Angle. Baseball is back. You heard that correctly. Baseball is back. In South Korea, the KBO League, Korean Baseball Organization, they have been announced that they will be playing games in empty stadiums and there will be action on the field. And for baseball fans, it is exciting times because for the first time, in a long time, you will have baseball live on your screen, being able to watch, being around to bet, to have everything that is somewhat back to normal thanks to Korean baseball. Now, I understand that most people aren't going to know the teams, most people aren't going to recognize the players. I understand that it's going to look weird seeing nobody in attendance. Understand that I embrace having a baseball game with no fans in attendance. I accept the fact that this is going to be our new reality. More importantly, I understand that if the United States wants to bring baseball back, they are going to heavily watch the Korean baseball, see what they are doing, and then figure out what they're going to do in Florida and in Arizona. Yes, they are going to bring baseball back. MLB is going to return. It will be at their spring training facilities, like I mentioned a month ago. The question has been the timetable. 
When will the return happen? Some people have said May, May. Some have said the last week of May. Some people have said early June. For baseball fans, we need baseball back. Korea baseball is going to be great entertainment. And for a couple of days, you're going to watch KBO because it is one of the rare live sporting events that is on our screen. Baseball, however, in North America is dominated by MLB. What I want to mention is that when they bring back baseball, they open up the spring training facilities, empty stadiums, high possibility. Will the games look incredibly odd? Yes. It's going to look abnormal to have nobody in the stands cheering on, no booing the umpires, nobody booing the Los Angeles Dodgers. Oh, wait, that's that's still going to happen. There is going to be a shift in terms of how sports is going to be played. I keep mentioning this new reality because that is what this is going to be this new reality this new normal is not going to be back to our normal there's going to be a subtle shift between what was normal a year ago as to will be the normal a month from now most people are going to understand this, and especially the older people who are listening, you will definitely get what I'm about to say, is that thanks to this pandemic, our old reality is going to happen for the next couple of months. Okay, it's going to take a while to get that back to normal. Also, understand that with baseball, basketball, football, hockey, with all these sports coming back gradually, you have to accept that reality. You have to understand that for a while, no fans, no vendors, no fan participation. But at least we will have sports back, and that is what matters. We are going to go to the chat on amp.tv, double A-M-P dot TV. Sonar, what do we have? We've got a message coming in with... Yes, bring back baseball. Those who are vulnerable will have something fun to watch, as will the young, and attend games in person. That is what we are looking for. 
understand that with baseball coming back, America's pastime, it is a fresh air of, of relief. For a lot of Americans and for a lot of people around the world, they love baseball. Yes, basketball is slowly getting up there. Football in North America is great. Hockey around the world is exciting. Baseball is where it is now. You've had 150 years of baseball. And look, eventually baseball stadiums are going to open back up. Vendors are going to be able to get back to work. Ticket vendors, people who are ushers, the ground crew, the entertainment they will all be able to come back eventually. But for now, we have three in baseball. You're going to have excitement because of reason. You will be able to watch live. And for everyone who is now, that is the most important aspect of this segment. We in baseball, it might not be in a North America, might be in the state, but it's live sports. It is an event that we can watch in real time, and we will enjoy it. Let's go back to the chat. Yes, and it puts people back to work safely. As I mentioned about a minute and a half ago, eventually that is goal. The these stadiums and all these arenas in North America and in around the world are going to bring people back slow, slowly and surely. I mentioned on my show yesterday that you need to get people back to work. I understand that. It's going to be a slow process. It's not going to be a rapid, let's flood the gates and let's open it back up. It's going to take time, but then will be new normal reality that we are. Understand that I have mentioned before a segment, and I will mention it again. Our new reality is not going to be what we experienced last year. It is not going to be our normal way of living. It's going to be different, but it's the normal we're going to have to live with. Very quickly, before we end this segment, go back to the chat on Amp TV. Would expect Japan will be the next one up. Well, Japan does have a big baseball market. Some of the best players have come from Japan. They've gone to North America. They played in MLB. Japan is a possibility. I understand that they have Japan, you got Korea, you have the Mexico leagues, and then you have MLB and the minors here in North America. It's going to be exciting. And for sports fans, you're going to have baseball back, just Korean baseball. 
that is. This is the sports angle, and we back after this. Welcome back to The Sports Angle with your host, Rocco Kelly. Join the conversation right now at The Sports Angle. And thanks for listening on KIOF 97.9 Las Vegas Public Radio.org and WIRB Talk 1490. Here's your host, Rocco Kelly. Rocco Kelly here, host of The Sports Angle. Unwritten rules in sports. More importantly, tradition in different leagues, different regions, different continents. More importantly, there are so many conversations that people have that, you know... You can go on for hours and hours and hours about those said unwritten rules. Baseball, because of their longevity, there is about 200,000 unwritten rules that baseball has. And they are unwritten rules that if you have played the game, you will know about them. They're not, they're not illegal. You could do them. But it's taboo if you do. Here on AMP.TV, double AMP.TV, the sports circus with host Ringmaster Sal recently brought up one of the most controversial unwritten rules in baseball. The bat flip. Now, I understand Sal's perspective. From a pitcher, a guy f- doing the bat flip, it's a sign of disrespect. Okay, you're showing up. But as a casual fan, and more importantly, as a league that's trying to appeal to as many eyeballs as humanly possible, you need personalities. More importantly, you need those type of plays that people are going to talk about. And whether it's good or it's bad, there's no denying that the bat flip to a casual fan is one of the most entertaining aspects of the game. It's just like these eight home runs per game that baseball has had because of the juiced baseball. Whether we like it or not, it has been entertaining to people who watch the game. Now, Sonar, I believe that you would agree with me on this, that as a casual fan, you don't mind the bat flip. Well, I like the showmanship. I mean, that's, that's really it. I mean, I don't... 
okay, yeah, you're rubbing it into somebody's face. Somebody has to be the loser, winner, et cetera, et cetera. But why not have some showmanship with what's going on? Don't it doesn't always have to be about you. It's not always about what how you feel and everything else. Let somebody enjoy something real quick. Like like uh like when you when you uh do a good uh uh bowl, like you get a turkey in bowling. Don't you do Absolutely. don't you do a fist pump? Like that's it, you just oh, do, no, a, do a fist pump. That's oh, it. I do just, the pulp yeah. fiction dance. I do the dance of pulp fiction. I'm John Travolta <laughs> and everything. No, yeah. but that's that's what um, I'm saying is is why not let somebody enjoy their accolades because when when you do something great don't you want other people to be happy for you and let you celebrate right and let's compare it to different sports as a comparison see doing the bat flip to a pitcher is showing them up it's showing them disrespect conveniently for basketball if you dunk over somebody and then you celebrate isn't that technically disrespecting the defender that you dunked on but they still do it there isn't an unwritten rule that if you dunk you don't celebrate like a maniac in football if you go past a corner if you're the wide receiver and you juke out the defensive back and you go for a touchdown is there an unwritten rule that you can't celebrate? No. And In I fact, mean something quick. Something quick. Do I mean I'm not saying put on a full production. Don't don't get line right. dancers and fireworks and everything every time right. you do don't something. Don't turn into Hamilton. Right. Yeah. Don't have the full Hamilton musical. Right. Yeah. I mean don't 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 get line dancers and 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 what are those the uh uh the the kickers get the uh, uh oh what the can can girls you don't right. need any of that yeah. just just do something quick and a lot of that is a bat flip or it's a right. fist pump or i mean it's like or or what about uh you're going to yell every time somebody kisses their fingers and and points up to the sky every time it's like why aren't you you're not allowed to do that god didn't give you any of that glory is that what you're going to start saying to people it's similar to hockey now i understand hockey celebrations are also considered taboo but let's be honest there is nothing more exciting as a casual hockey fan and for everyone here listening on magic 97.9 fm in las vegas you'll understand this there is nothing more exciting than watching Carlson do a behind-the-legs pass, in between the legs, going past the goaltender for a goal, and then he jumps on the boards, does a little celebration. It's not a full theatrical celebration. No, but he just jumps on the boards. You know, he does a little handshake with his teammates. You know, he might give him a little pat on the back kind of thing. It's quick, but it's still a celebration. You're still celebrating that you just scored. In baseball, majority of the time, the bat flip is celebrating a home run. Is the batter celebrating the fact that, hey, I just got a home run off of you. Now I'm going to celebrate. I remember a couple of years ago, Cubs' David Bodie had to apologize for... 
doing a bat flip against the Washington Nationals because he showed up the pitcher, even though most fans agreed that it was it was a walk-off home run. Like, he did the most tame bat flip I have ever seen in my life, and he still had to apologize. Now, call me crazy, and baseball fans, and especially pitchers, are going to disagree with me. But isn't it seem a little bit petty on the pitcher's behalf to get upset at the batter for doing a bat flip? Because keep in mind, the batter does the bat flip because he got a home run off the said pitcher. Doesn't it kind of seem that way, Sonar? That the pitcher is being petty because the batter got a home run off of him so he's mad that he did a celebration because he got a home run off a of said pitcher. Yeah, well, that's what I mean, it seems like to me. That's the thing is, you can have little celebrations. Why can't you do that? Why can't you have just a like I said? For me, my go-to is the fist pump. I just do the one, just, yeah, I got it, just real quick. So, yeah, you are being a little petty. You are being a sore loser by complaining that somebody else's accolades outshined yours. They beat you, sorry, but you've beaten people before. Being in this upper echelon of players, you've beaten somebody else to the punch. And do you want them to uh, sulk in a corner and make you feel bad about it? Come on, man. It, this is what we're supposed to be. Grow up a little bit. It's also similar to if we flip the script, pitchers are not innocent either. When a pitcher strikes out a batter after a long inning, if they get out a batter that they previously given up a home run to, what does the pitcher do every time? Yeah! Yeah, I you out. They do a little stare down as they're walking back to the dugout. Is that not showing off? Now, wait a minute. If the pitcher can do that, why can't the batter do the same? There are so many unwritten rules in baseball that you can break down. But the bat flip is an unwritten rule that, honestly, I've never had a problem with. As long as you don't do a Jose Batista, as long as you don't do a Jose Batista and you chuck it into the stands, or a Tim Anderson and you chuck it halfway across the field, if you just do a casual bat flip, or maybe if you just set it down a little bit too hard, I don't see the problem with it. I have never seen a problem with it. And honestly, it just seems petty for the pitcher to get mad, the batter, the bat flip. But then in turn, the pitcher gets excited for getting out a batter in a long inning or having to strike out a batter they've had a problem with in the past. For them to celebrate, it's kind of a standard. That's all I'm pointing out to you is that you can't have it. You have to have it both ways. If the batter can get to celebrate, then the pitcher should be allowed to celebrate. There isn't the batter can't celebrate, but the pitcher can celebrate. Okay. This, this is the sports angle 
I am your host, Rocco Kelly. Follow me on social media at Rocco Kelly Radio. Follow the show, thesportsangle.com, and at the Sports Angle on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit. The Sports Angle, and we will be back after this. Welcome back to The Sports Angle with your host, Rocco Kelly. Join us every day on Amp.TV, where you can join the conversation and throw your two cents in. Of course, you can always follow us on Twitter at The Sports Angle or find more information at thesportsangle.com. Of course, here's your host, Rocco Kelly. Rocco Kelly here, host of The Sports Angle. Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air. The NFL schedule is going to very soon be announced. And unfortunately, it has been announced already that the international games will not be happening. That the tradition that has been in in the NFL for the past 15 years, for the first year in a long time, there will not be a London game. There will not be a Canadian game. There will not be a Mexico City game. They are keeping it inside the United States. They'll schedule to go as planned. More importantly, football will be as advertised. For football fans around the world, it is exciting because there has been the threat of football being canceled. And there has also been the speculation that the second stage and the second wave of this pandemic will hit and it will cause the sports world as we know it to go back to what it has been for the past two months. And we don't want that. Now, do we? Football is a key component. It is a necessity, and more importantly, it is an essential way that people live in America. We love football. There's no way to understate it. The NFL, 17 weeks, they are going to try as hard as they can to make it work. Honestly, I am really anticipating the schedule being released because I want to know 
And you want to know, how are they going to get the schedule trimmed? And more importantly, how is the schedule going to fit during those 17 weeks in case of a second stage of a pandemic breaks out? In a worst-case scenario, let's say that second stage breaks out. And let's say it's week six of the NFL season. That is around mid-October when that happens. Well, does the NFL have a safe strategy when that happens? Do they have a backup plan so in case something goes wrong, they will have a they'll have the tickets, they will have the games, everything will be shuffled to a certain section of time so that when that second stage eventually goes away, the NFL will come back. This has been a strategy that has been discussed in the past that f- sports in the future especially at the end of this year, will have a strategy in place in case of a worst-case scenario, a fail-safe. Now, I want to state this for the record so that I don't... This isn't taken out of context, so that nobody chops this up and makes it look like something that it's not. I am not wanting a second stage to happen. More importantly, I don't think that a second stage should affect the NFL as dramatically as the MLB, NBA, and the NHL has. However, understand there is a worst-case scenario that the NFL has to be ready for. I am anticipating with excitement over what the NFL will do in their schedule. You have X amount of weeks, X amount of games. Will the West Coast be heavily featured in terms of home games and away games? Because you also got to factor in this factoid. And it is that you have to understand that there are certain sections of the United States that have been hammered by this pandemic. And let's say by August and September, those sections are still being affected. Well, do you take those states who have NFL teams and do you have them play on the road against those states that are less infected and less of a problem in terms of the pandemic, and do you focus on them first? Or do you just do the schedule as planned, or it's, you know, away game, home game, home game, away, way, way, home, away, home, way, home, away, home, away, way, way, home. Is that how you're going to do it? Because that is the NFL's normal way. Eight away games, eight home games. Some teams have a neutral site, but for the most part, that has been the strategy and that has been the schedule for the longest time. Let's go to the chat on amp.tv, double A-M-P.tv. You can join in and discuss 
the show with your host anytime. Well, let's go to the chat. What do you got? Here we go. You have to open up so people can work and support their families. Vulnerable will just have to self-isolate. Now, self-isolation has been what we're going through for the longest time. And yes, you got to get people back to work. I have stressed this on the show the last couple of days that getting people back to work is the right decision. Yes, it is a strategy we have to do. But let's get back to football for a second. Self-isolation for those states that have been heavily affected by this pandemic is the right move. Now, for people who don't understand what states I'm talking about, I'm talking about the South and I'm talking about the Northeast because those have been the two sides of the United States that have been heavily infected. And more importantly, they have been in a way, been affected in a dramatic cause because of this pandemic. So I'm bringing up New York. I'm bringing up New Jersey, bringing up Florida, bringing up Washington, because they got to represent the West Coast as well. There has been this pandemic that has taken over the whole world, and uh, self-isolation, and more importantly, having these teams have a certain amount of Space and a certain amount of people that are not near each other, human contact, you know, the temperature check before the game, you know, make sure everything is up to code. That is how it's going to have to go from here. When they resume in September and the NFL schedule is up and running, understand that it is going to be a brand new normal but it is a normal that we are going to have to address. You go to our social media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, at the hashtag, the sports angle. You let me know, do you believe the NFL schedule all 17 weeks will be as normal as it should be or will it be a hiccup? Will there be a second stage that will unfortunately cause the NFL to go to a dead halt? And if in that scenario does happen, will there be a backup plan in place for the NFL? Let's go back to the chat on amp.tv. Vulnerable are older and have fought years so they can figure out for themselves what they choose to do, not some governor. Yes, I understand all of that. And more importantly, I've stressed this a couple of times already. Yes, vulnerability is a terrible thing. And more importantly, the people who are older have their life experience they know what they're doing. So if they want to stay home, they're going to stay home. If they want to take the risk, if they want to go outside, then do it. Uh, this is not me being against people who are older. I'm just pointing out the facts. And the facts is, is that you got to get people back to work. 
and you gotta be get back to some form of a normal because what we're doing now is not normal it is honestly something that i can't describe in full detail without having this show be r-rated <laughs> this is a sports angle i am your host rocco kelly follow me on social media rocco kelly radio and follow the show sportsangle.com and at the sports angle on social media we'll be right back after this Rocco Kelly here, host of The Sports Angle. Football is less driven by fan revenue than baseball is. Football is more driven by TV revenue than baseball has to offer. Now, that come from the chat on amp.tv. TV, double A-M-P dot TV. Everybody join in and discuss the show live with your host by going to amp.tv and joining in on the conversation. Now, what this person is alluding to is the fact that at the gate and the amount of money that comes through the gate, essential to base because of the more games they play and because of the tickets and everything that in terms of costs, in terms of vendors, in terms of everything goes into a baseball game, you are correct. In fact, at the gate is a more of a worrisome issue for baseball because that's where they make a lot of their money. The NFL and the NBA conclude this too. The NBA and the NFL, they make a lot of their revenue from TV contracts, from the billion-dollar contracts that they have signed with CBS, and they have signed with Fox, and they have signed with the four-letter network. They have all these billion-dollar contracts. The NBA is the same thing. NBA has these billion-dollar contracts with Turner and with ESPN. Yeah, I'm going to drop their name just because I know I need to. I understand that the NBA and the NFL will survive off of the TV contracts. Baseball and hockey are different. They rely a lot on the gate revenue. The amount of money they make by fans coming in through the gate 
paying for all the stuff that goes into a game and having a great time. So for baseball and for hockey, there is going to be more of a, a there going to be more of a crucial need for fans. In fact, if you, I'm going to make a prediction real quick. I don't think this is going to be far off. Baseball and hockey are going to be among the first two sports to encourage fans to come back. Why? Because that is how they make a lot of their money. It's similar to auto racing. NASCAR, whether you like it or not, NASCAR makes a lot of their money from their gate. That's why it's so expensive. That's why there's all the merchandising and all the food and all of the drinks and everything that they have to offer at the gate because NASCAR makes a lot of their revenue off of the people who go in to these races and watch it. Formula One is different. Because of the mega sponsors and all of these mega billion-dollar corporations who are on the sponsors, that are on the cars, that help fund the teams, they can rely more on the sponsors themselves and rely more on the branding and the licensing than it is on the fans. Now, obviously, fans are needed in basketball, football, and Formula One, but it is a mention I had to include that those three can play without fans, and it's not going to hurt them as much as NASCAR, as much as baseball, and as much as hockey will because they rely heavily on the revenue they get at the gate. I believe we have one more comment from the chat on amp.tv. If sports cannot restart, players will just have to take and suck it up. Salary cuts for now and move. Cuts recovery to back end of contracts. They're going to have to move the cuts back to the end. I understand where this person's going. And for the people who are making $38 million per year in the NBA, absolutely, they could take a salary cut. But as an NBA player mentioned two weeks ago, not every basketball player is a multimillionaire. Okay, there isn't this boatload of basketball players who are making that much amount of money. It's similar to the NFL. You hear, oh, this guy's making, you know, 30 million per year. Oh my gosh, that guy's making 27 million per year. There are guys in the NFL who are making less than a million. They're making less than 500,000. I believe the league minimum in the NFL is 450,000. And you got to understand their lifestyle and you have to understand who they are as individuals. Because that money will go quick when it comes to taxes. Hi, shout out to Uncle Sam. When it comes to their travel and everything that goes into how sports works. Taking a pay cut for the top guys are essential. 
But if you asked every athlete in all of the big five sports to take a pay cut, there are certain athletes who cannot do it because it would affect them long term. It would take a dent in their pocket and it would make them have as less money as they do already. There are baseball players who make around $100,000 a year down in the minor leagues. And yeah, when you're in the majors, I know you make a lot more than that. But minor league baseball players, around 100000 I think it's like 575000 is the minimum in major league baseball, if I remember correctly. The point I'm getting to, to your comment in a long roundabout way, is that for the teams and for the players that are making 30 plus million dollars, yes, they should take a pay cut or they should do what MLB players have been doing for their organizations, which is they take a percentage and they give it back. There has been articles of Mike Trout donating X amount of money. Uh, this player donating X amount of money. This player getting able to have X amount of money. There are certain people out there who are going to say, well, uh, but wait, 575000 Oh my gosh, that is so much money. In the grand scheme of things, you are right. But you have to factor in that athletes are one of the highest in terms of the tax bracket. Athletes, for the most part, get taxed in every state that they play in. More importantly, because of their lifestyle, there are a lot of athletes who live a certain way. They eat a certain way. They go for that money very quickly. So, for the people who are saying the athletes all should take pay cuts, I say no. The top guys, absolutely. But the guys at the bottom who are making the minimum salary are making the uh, 675000 in the NHL. They're making 400000 in the NFL. All those guys... Because of what happens in terms of taxes, in terms of living, it is near impossible for those guys to take a salary cut without having it affect their lives in a major way. There has been discussion in the past on how there are certain baseball players who live paycheck to paycheck. There have been those horror stories of in the minor leagues Baseball players who have to go out and get a second job when baseball's not playing so they can afford to live. Believe it or not, folks, not every baseball player is making a million dollars. In basketball, not every basketball player is making a million. I can keep going for every single sport, but you know where I'm going with this. So very quickly, I'm going to go back to the chat and I'm going to address this by asking a question. If you were getting paid $100,000 a year, let's say you get a $100,000 contract, and you are getting taxed 
And then you also have to understand that with your living expenses, the way that you have to work out, the amount of food you have to consume to be an athlete. Do you think that if you were asked to take a 10% cut, that you would be able to live off of that 10 uh, off of that pay cut? I'm asking the people in the chat because I'm trying to get this point across. That for the millions and millions and millions, they can't afford a pay cut. They should take a pay cut. And they should actually help the teammates that are on their team who are struggling and do live paycheck to paycheck. But for the guys who are making minimum wage, I disagree with that. They should not be forced to take a pay cut because they can barely manage the way they are now. Yeah, look, you would take that over zero. I understand that. I understand that you would take a percentage over zero. But you got to understand that if they're going to be able to live and be able to do what they do for a living, they're not going to be able to do it off of a certain percentage. And once again, before anyone mentions this, I'm talking about the guys who are making minimum wage. I'm discussing the guys who play in the minors who don't have million-dollar contracts to back themselves on. That is my point, is that there are everyone groups athletes together into the multimillionaires, and that is not the reality. This is the Sports Angle. I am your host, Rocco Kelly. Follow me on social media at Rocco Kelly Radio. Follow the show at thesportsangle.com and at the Sports Angle, hashtag the Sports Angle on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit. Go to amp.tv, double amp.tv to watch all the shows. Thanks to Sonar for helping me out. So long. See you next time. America's craft wine, you've got to make it like America. Bold. Like a full-bodied Lodi Cabernet with tart cherry, oak, and cinnamon. Because there's history in the making. The Federalist. America's craft wine. Federalist Vineyard, Lodi, California. Enjoy responsibly. If your loved one is at risk of a fall, the Symphony Medical Alert System from CVS Health can help support their safety in their home with 24-7 emergency monitoring, even when you can't be there. Terms and conditions apply. Learn more about Symphony at cvs.com symphony or find it at your nearest CVS Health Hub.